Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Laura Gale. Laura, are you ready to do this? So ready. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be talking to you. Laura is a ghostwriter. She is a publisher, a podcast co-host, and the founder of Laura Is Writing. I'm excited to have you on. Laura, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, there's plenty wrapped up in that question. Um, so my personal life, I got uh, got started in Australia. I grew up in Sydney, one of four kids. Um, I left Australia after finishing university and um, working in the publishing industry for a few years to pursue a business of my own. Um, I started out sort of offering content marketing services to various other entrepreneurs and that has evolved into ghostwriting books. So now my sole focus is helping entrepreneurs write books that really elevate their business, help them uh, record their legacy, share their experiences and insights with a much wider audience. And yeah, my, my passion is really about helping people transform their inner lives uh, through story and language. Nice. I certainly appreciate that. Transform inner lives through story and language. Nice. Just like human beings have been doing since we were human beings. Exactly. It's a very primal experience. Really, really powerful to be able to uh, relate to somebody else's story and also to be able to make sense of your own stories. Yeah. Do you have a sense of how many people start books and then what percentage of those books actually reach somebody else's hands? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's kind of an unquantifiable question, unfortunately. Um, But I mean, thousands and thousands at least every year. I mean, I speak to people just about every day who have a book in mind or an idea that they've been sort of working over in their mind for some time, but not every book idea is going to make it as a book. And, you know, there's so many reasons for that. Um, Often it's just that the idea isn't fully formed and it's hard to get to work on something when you haven't got a clear idea of what you're actually trying to achieve um but also you know a lot of people run into imposter syndrome a lot of like who do i think i am to be able to do this there's a lot of misinformation out there about publishing and the process of writing so there's a lot of roadblocks for for people and you know i think that most people have interesting stories even if they think their life is kind of mundane um there's usually some stuff in there that would make for really great stories it's just a question of thinking about it in a way that is going to resonate with your reader and, and kind of get people's attention to, to make the, all the effort you put into it worthwhile. I suppose that's your job, Laura. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I I spend a lot of time just interviewing and getting to know people and sort of digging for those stories that people maybe don't think are that relevant or interesting, but actually kind of create, I I think of it as like a golden thread, right? Like every story has kind of a consistency, a a narrative thread through it that you want to pull out because that sort of thematic approach is what people can really latch onto. Um, But that really comes through telling lots of different stories and looking for the commonalities there. So yeah, I spend a lot of time digging into that stuff. 
Yeah, that's I think that's that's really interesting. It's you almost you you're like a investigative reporter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's actually kind of a dream of mine to do like an investigative book at some point. I think books like Bad Blood and that kind of um, the Catch and Kill book that came out recently, like that stuff is so interesting to me. And I just think like the work that goes into that investigative process is just amazing to me. And I, I love seeing it really well done. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And I mean, it's I, I, I'm interested in getting into what what your process actually is for for writing but i mean it just must be gathering such a massive amount of information and then trying to dis- distill it down in a way that you can get your arms around that it makes sense that it's entertaining that it's digestible and all those things so that's i'm sure that's not an easy thing i mean it helps to have done it over and over again mm-hmm. you know to have defined a process over many different projects Um, But basically the way it starts out is for every new client, I want to get an idea of what their North Star is for this project. Like what would make this really successful for them? What what do they want readers to go away from this book knowing or, or, you know, having changed? You know, what's the transformation that they want to have happen in their readers? And, And my job throughout the process really is to be an advocate for the reader, to ask all of the questions that they you know, want to know the answer to from this particular person to dig into that person's special ability and experience and really, you know, not let them off the hook in in some ways. You know, it's very easy when you've been in business a long time to sort of rattle off these very polished stories. You know, you've told them a thousand times mm. and so, you know, they come out really easy, but those stories are not necessarily the most interesting ones. You know, what I'm looking for is the stuff underneath the surface that they haven't told anybody about before. Um, so having a sense of sort of what that transformation needs to be for the reader is is where I want to start. And then we build an outline, you know, mapping out all of the different topics that we want to hit on. And then we go into interviewing. So basically, that's where I go into just that sort of investigative mode, as you say, like just looking for every single thing that I can think of to ask them and following also the conversation where it leads. Because, you know, if you're just working through a set of questions, you don't necessarily find the interesting tangents and the little nuggets that come out when the conversation takes an unexpected turn. So once I've got all of that interview material, then it kind of gets to that point of like, okay, I've got thousands and thousands of words here that's all been sort of transcribed and everything. Now I need to put some structure to it and, and start honing away all of the stuff that doesn't fit because you know, a lot of the time, and I think this is something that people run into uh, that maybe stops them from getting their books out, is that you can have really great information, but it doesn't necessarily belong in this book. And so that's where that North Star idea comes into play is, you know, you can kind of filter everything that you put into the actual draft based on whether or not it serves that end goal. Um, and so, you know, if you have lots of material that you think this is great, but it doesn't really fit with what I'm trying to achieve for this book, just save it for later, move it to the next project. You know, you can write multiple books. It doesn't have to all go in this one. So a lot of the process is just selecting for the right material. Um, and then, you know, obviously going through editing and getting it all polished and perfect for publication. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. So what was bouncing around in my mind as you were talking, I, my wife and I were listening to the, the, the Steve Jobs biography on, mm. on, on a long car ride and it's 24 hours long that the audio book. And so it's like, Oh my gosh. But as you're talking, it's, 
obviously you're, you're, you're starting with what's, what's the transformation that, that the author is, is trying to accomplish in the world. And then you are digging into that, that it's, so it's not, it's sort of autobiographical in, 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 in a way, but not for the sake of just going through the, the biography of the person. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Normally what the, the client is wanting to do is tell their story, their personal story, but also impart the lessons that they've learned in their business so that other people can replicate that success. Got it. Okay. Well, I think that that certainly makes sense. Um, well, I, I, I see immense value in, in obviously the, the, what, role you play in this because I have to imagine that a lot of these business owners that you're talking about or entrepreneurs or whoever they might be have designs on this and and it's in the back of their mind that they'd like to do this but there's very little chance either through technical ability or time that they would be able to do it on their own. Right and I think that's a really important thing is that you know because we all you know, operate in, in a, in a language, right? You know, we all speak English, you know, all of your listeners, obviously listening to this show, all speak English. Um, and because we can all write and read, we think, okay, anybody can, can do this, but writing is a real skill set in itself, right? You know, just because you can put words down on a page doesn't mean that it's, you know, writing that somebody is actually really going to engage with. And so, I always tell entrepreneurs and, and business owners and, you know, anybody who's thinking about writing a book for the first time is don't beat yourself up about that. You know, I, I did a degree on this. I've been doing it for a really long time, you know, over a decade. I write every day. I get a lot of practice at this. You know, if I were to go into your business and try to operate, you know, in, in your area of expertise, I would fail terribly. So, you know, it's, it's just a question of practice and exposure and research. And, you know, so it's nothing to be ashamed of if you feel like your writing isn't amazing just yet, but it also is not the best use of most entrepreneurs time to try and write their own book. You know, they're busy, right. And they're running businesses, they're managing teams, they're looking for growth opportunities. There's just so much that business leaders are managing. And to write a book that is as polished and as impactful as you really want it to be is going to take close to a year. You know, most of this is is just time and attention. And that's really hard to do when you're still running your business day to day. So my role is really to take your voice and your experiences and tell it exactly as you dream of it being told without you having to put that time and attention into it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I just imagine the, the, the sunk cost of somebody trying to do this on their own and spending a year or a couple of years and then it never actually sees the light of day. What a, right. And it's such a loss, you know, to not have that person's expertise and their experience out in the world. It's such a shame, you know, people are desperate for that information. And if you can shortcut somebody's process to success, I think that's such a, valuable contribution and and i just i hate to see stories go untold yeah i appreciate that so back to this idea of 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 the actual story or or the narrative how how do you come up with that so a lot of it is like good storytelling is basically comes down to looking at a particular moment in time so you know to say you know to tell a very general story is never going to be as engaging as 
three days ago, I was at this bar down the street from my house and, and this exact thing happened at this exact moment. And this is what the person was wearing. And, you know, this is what was going on in the room. You know, those really tangible details make for really interesting story. It really puts the reader into that moment. And so what I'm looking for is these very specific moments in time, you know, and if you can open each chapter with somebody's specific experience, a really vivid memory, um, something that was a real turning point in their life and tell it very tangibly, then it's going to really hook the reader in for the lesson that follows for the rest of that section. Um, it just makes it much more relatable. So it doesn't even have to be that there's one big overarching story that you're telling all the way through the book. It can be a collection of smaller stories. Um, and, and what you're looking for is just, again, that thematic connection between each of those ideas. Got it. Well, that really makes sense. So I, I saw on, on, on your website that, that you referenced the art and the science of great writing, and that's near and dear to my heart because I think that, that all too often we are not appreciating that you need both of those things. So I'd love to hear more about that. It's a bit of a fraught area the the kind of cultural constructs that we have around writing you know there's all of these quotes that you know just sit down at your desk and open up a vein and bleed until yeah. you know that's how great writing happens but it's really you know it's a nice sound bite but it really blocks people from being able to practice writing because what does that mean you know um yes it's hard work yes you have to do a lot of revision and yes you know it's going to take some time but um you know there is as you say, there's there's these two components. There's the art and there's the science. And to me, the science is understanding the structure of language. English is a really interesting language in that it's extremely flexible. We have one of the biggest vocabularies of all the languages in the world. Uh, we bend and break the rules constantly. You know, you, you use nouns as verbs. You know, you, I'm just going to Instagram something. Well, sure. Instagram is a, is a noun. It's a thing. It's not an action. But we use that as an action. And so, you know, there are all of these funny little quirks in the English language that make it a really fun um, language to work in, but you do have to understand the rules so that you can bend and break them effectively. Um, so for me, that comes down to understanding syntax, understanding grammar, you know, respecting the structures of the language, um, and then, you know, being able to experiment with them and see sort of from a um, from that scientific method point of view, like what works and what doesn't. Um, and then there's the art sort of aspect to it. And this is, I think, where people kind of focus the most. Mm -hmm. um, but art is often learned until it becomes organic, right? It doesn't, you don't start out a great artist. You learn from the greats. You sort of absorb what other people are doing. And then eventually over time you develop your own style. Um, so one thing that I find really useful for uh, developing your own art is reading the type of work that you want to produce. So... I really love memoir and memoir is probably as close a um, genre to what I work in as possible. So, I mean, obviously there are other business books and other autobiographies that I can look at, but I think memoir has that narrative thread really um, honed um, as a genre. So that's where I like to focus a lot of my reading. So when I was working in the publishing business, uh, we would talk about write 2000, read 2000. So if you're going to write 2000 words of a memoir or whatever type of genre you're working in, read 2,000 words, you know, at roughly the same time so that you're sort of inputting the art of that format while you're working in it. 
um, and sort of taking inspiration, not just, you know, lifting it wholesale, obviously, but, <laughs> you know, looking for things that you can kind of emulate, ways that you can play with what you're doing based on what you're seeing somebody else do. Yeah, I think that that's very helpful. And yeah, just understanding how, um, and I really shouldn't even be talking about this because I can just ask you the question, but just understanding, you know, how, how a story arc really works and, you know, you just follow that process and then eventually you'll have it down. So you'll be able to, you, you, you won't have to go back and say, what was the next step? What was the next step? So. Yeah, exactly. It just becomes intuitive over time and repetition. I think that, that, that read 2000, write 2000 is, 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 is pretty cool because it's easy to remember. Do you have a certain, like how, how, how does it work for you? Do you make sure that you're sitting down for a certain amount of time every day and trying to write? Um, I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest with you right now, George, I have a six-month-old puppy and it's <laughs> my structure has gone out the window trying to manage him. Um, but in the ideal day, you know, I would write for, say, three or four hours in the morning and then have, you know, an hour or two of reading time in the afternoon. Um, and, you know, I'm working back towards that structure, but it's going to take a, a couple more months, I suspect. But uh, basically, I'm always looking out for more books and I have you know, several bookshelves in my home that are just overflowing with books that I love and who, whose authors I really want to be able to kind of emulate, whose work I really aspire to, you know, achieve sort of a similar level. And basically, like, I'll go back to different books over and over again, the books that have been really impactful to me in terms of the story or the writing and sort of I'll read it once just for the enjoyment of it. And then I'll go back to it later and look at, okay, what was the writer doing here? Like what actually made that work so well? And, you know, obviously sometimes in that first round of reading, I also notice what's happening just because I read with a writer's eye. Um, But just looking at it from the perspective of always being a student and, you know, coming to it with that beginner's mind that, there's always something to learn from how somebody else is doing it. And so, I mean, most of what I read now is memoir, biography. Um, you know, I, I read less sort of theoretical business books, you know, about how to build your own business and more about the people who run businesses or who have become expert or really highly achieved in their field. Um, I think those, those stories to me teach me more than the raw theory. So I, I spend a lot of time invested in, in other people's experiences. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, Laura, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, difference-making tip. I think one of the best things you can do to become a better writer is to practice being present. Um, I think we talk a lot about this in, in sort of the business world and the self-development world that, you know, meditation and being present is, is useful. But You only notice the details of great stories when you're really focusing on what's happening to you in this immediate moment. You know, you're not going to notice the smell of something if you're busy, like looking at your phone. You're not going to (laughs) notice the color of someone's eyes necessarily if you're, you know, trying to do three things at once. So there's a lot of power in being present and making sure that you're actually engaging with the moment um, in order to be able to turn that into a great story later on. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Laura, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Uh, the best option is through my website, lauraiswriting.com, and you can download a free copy of my book about writing books um, over there as well. So 
look forward to connecting with you all. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Laura your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good idea, good ideas or that person who's been talking about writing a book forever but has yet to get around to it. Go to lauraiswriting.com and get the free download of how to write this book. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you so much for having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.